0: my friend. Thank you for listening to the podcast. In the next couple of episodes, Abilash my friend and I explore what advent Christmas means to the world and to us personally. 2020 has been a unique year, actually a crazy year that no one expected. And it showed the whole world of our unpreparedness to face such a large-scale disruption. There is not one person that is unaffected by the pandemic. Every person has been affected in some way, mostly adversely, job losses, being contained within homes. Some have grievously suffered, especially the silent and marginalized ones. Does this season bring hope? I believe it does. Listen as we explore that hope in Advent to both mankind and to us personally. So, before we broke away last time, um, you know, the last episode, um, the, we were talking of change at different levels, right? Change at the individual level affecting the systems that people now have defined it, right? It could be a company, it could be a family, it could be a, you know, a joint family, it could be a nation. Um, so there are systems that man has created And when we talk of change, we start to think about systems change, but uh, you were saying it's very important for us to understand that change has to begin at the individual level and Christ coming into the world addresses that particular level of change. Do you want to explain a little more?
1: Well, yes. Um, uh, To uh, say again what I had said earlier, in the last episode is that the root problem in our society is that man being at war with man is because man is at war with himself. He is restless in himself. He doesn't find that rest, that settledness, that belonging in himself or herself. And man is at war with himself because he is at war with his maker. He has decided I'm going to live life on my own terms. And so uh, this is where um, the Bible teaches that we are not really good people. Uh, this goes against everything that the world uh, we hear the world around us, which says that you're a good person and you have to find your goodness inside of you and it will work, and things will be fine and things will be fine with you. But uh, what the Bible teaches is that uh, we are not really good people because we we rejected the only source of goodness that we have, and that is God. And we are left to ourselves and um, I think it was I'm not sure who it was who said there are two kinds of people in the world. Uh, one kind who look up at God and say, your will be done. And the other kind where God looks at them and says, your will be done. <laughs> so, um, so God has uh, left man to himself because man doesn't want God And uh, the Bible says that because of this, we are at war with God. We are at rebellion with God. And uh, when we are at rebellion with God, we are left to ourselves and we bring disaster upon ourselves. On top of that, we have rejected God's creatorship and ownership over our lives. And he is the being who needs to be acknowledged as our Lord, our, our God, as our creator. And therefore, God's justice is upon us. So you could look at it as two ways of us bringing trouble upon ourselves. We choosing what is bad for us. And second, we bringing God's justice upon us. So we are actually, uh, you could say people who are headed to the gallows. And this is a problem that we cannot solve again because we are in the closed system, right? The, the, The earth, the world is a closed system. And we, we cannot fix a problem from within. And so we need an outside intervention. And this is where God decided to become man. And he said, if you need God's, if you need my justice to be brought upon you, and if you are headed towards a path of destruction, I can spare you. I can, I can take upon myself the punishment and the disaster that you are bringing upon yourself so that you can be spared. The, it's, like, uh, it's like standing in front of a train, right? That is going to hit me. And somebody just pushes me out of the tracks and then that person gets hit, right? So one person is spared, but somebody else gets hit. And so the Bible teaches that Jesus Christ was God who became man to take the punishment that we human beings ought to uh, get. And when that happens, um, we are free from the punishment that we should get because, again, it's taken away and we are made clean and new. And it's not just that. uh, This story of Christmas and God becoming man is one where God says, hey, it's not just that I spare you from the disaster and the punishment that you need to get because I'm taking it upon myself. But more than that, I'm going to do a new work in you. I'm going to make you a truly good person. It's not a pseudo goodness. I'm going to make you truly good. I'm going to make you good from the heart. I'm going to dwell in you. My spirit is going to dwell in you. And from the inside out, as a root that starts, a new tree is going to grow inside of you. And so there is true goodness in you. And that is the kind of radical change that God is bringing inside people one by one and it's not something that God uh, directly uh, does in people uh, unilaterally but he tells us the problem and he calls on us to uh, be aware that okay this is the mess that I am in left to myself, repent, turn back and put Uh, my trust in jesus christ the god man you see why is christianity such an exclusive faith Uh, why is jesus christ uh, which i think the bible truly teaches the only way to god simply because jesus christ is the unique solution to a unique problem the problem is that we are separated from god and because of what the bible calls our sin and God is taking upon himself the penalty for the, my sin, the disaster, and, so, and he gives me new life. So he calls me to repent and put my trust and accept this work that Jesus Christ has done. And that's when um, I'm set right with God. And I uh, remember we had said at the last episode about uh, an orphaned child who's adopted into a home And he or she feels, okay, this is where I belong. And for the, Mm. and, and, and when God um, does this new work in us, he says, my son, my daughter, come home. Um, I want you to feel belong. This is where you find most rest and satisfaction for your soul. And not just that, the work has just begun. I'm going to make you truly good. And this goodness will. Out will flow out of you as a spring and will uh, spread into your family, into your neighborhood, and that's where societal change and systemic change begins.
0: Uh, uh, that's great. You know, so the even though man has the problem, um, man is not the problem, right? Because God and his standard is the bigger challenge man has the problem of falling short of god's standard but god has a problem with accepting any kind of solution that we offer right and so yes right does he yes. he has uh, I would had put to be like innovative
1: <laughs> right i would put yeah. it like this uh, we fail to appreciate the problem simply because we don't know the standard yeah right we yeah. we think that our creator is just a few notches above us and so uh, he is just reachable or if i jump high enough or put a ladder i should be able to reach him but we don't understand that uh, he is like uh, probably the peak of mount everest and mm. so the the gulf between us and god's standards for us so here's the other thing uh, god's standards are supremely high because he is who he is he's is not trying to uh, put an artificial standard for us He is just being who he is uh-huh. and we are not able to reach it but the beauty of the advent season and of christmas is that once god became man and he uh, paid the price for my sin with jesus dying on the cross and he is doing a new work in us the beauty of this is that he is elevating me up to his standard He, his standard, his aim is to bring me up to 8,848 meters. He is bringing me up to his level. What I have been trying to reach uh, by my own efforts and by my masking and by my layer upon layer of, um, you know, putting on a happy face. And, you know, the the biggest lie that we say, right? People ask, how are you doing? I'm doing well. (laughs) It's it's a lie that we say without thinking. And uh, instead of me trying to put on these layers and trying to be good for a standard. He is lifting me up because of the new work that he is doing. In fact, the Bible says that the standard that he has for us is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ is God's son. So the standard is himself. That's what he is bringing us. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, it's, it's very humbling. It's amazing, but it's humbling that this great God would uh, think of the world, the people of the world and individuals like me and you.
0: Yeah. So, so both are happening then, right? Because what you said in the beginning, I think in the previous episode was God coming into our system or our box. And then I think here we are saying also after having come to our level in some, in some sense, being us, right? Being a human being, he's lifting us up into what you, you know, you know, um, as as your example said, lifting us up to Mount Everest, right? So without dropping his standard, he did drop, you know, into being us. So in being put in the system and becoming a human being and staying with us and uh, becoming like us, but he didn't stop at that. He wants to eventually, as you say, lift us up to the level that he is at and uh, he will not accept any other <laughs> standard. And and you're also, I think, you know, what I'm gathering from what you're saying is the cost for him to have condescended is not just being born, but also to pay, to pay the price to lift us up all the way to the standard, right? Somebody had to pay the price to take us up, right? Which yes, we could.
1: I'm, I'm thinking of the incredible love of this creator for his world right mm. uh, I mean he doesn't have to do this I mean, where would you find such love uh, the closest parallel is more than a father or a mother's love for their biological children the closest parallel would be a parent trying to adopt a child who's not part of that family and then saying right. making that child a part of the family and that's what God is doing he's saying um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave you to yourself. I'm going to lift you up and think of the love that the Creator has for this world. It's it's seeped in love. His love flows over like you see that at the at a beach when you go the way, the kind of the way the waves keep washing up on the shore. That's the kind of love that God has for His world. It just keeps washing over and over and over. So, yeah, that's the, these are some of the things that. Um, Again, who are we as human beings? That is being shown at this season. And at the same time, um, God deciding to become a human being. He, um, see, I'm a big lover of uh, Marvel movies, right? Marvel and DC movies. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> In most Marvel movies, you'll see a cameo appearance of Stanley. Yeah. And the moment you see him, you know, hey, that's, that's an exciting moment. But that's what's happening here, right? God, the creator, is entering into his story. And he is not making a cameo appearance, where a forgettable scene. He is coming to save the rest of the characters in the story who are drowning, and it's 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 out of love. It's it's completely out of love. He's saying, "I'm not going to leave this world to itself. I am coming to help you. This is my message. Do you want to hear?"
0: It's it's amazing to see even his entry into this world. Was not, you know, um, he he was not born in a privileged environment, right? In fact, he shed kind of pretty much everything social significance. Uh, you know, he didn't have wealth to back him up. He didn't have any privilege to move around and do something that you know people would take note of. It seemed like he was a kind of a nobody out of nowhere. Uh, trying to bring about this mega change that the world as world will ever see. Um, I've been always inspired by that. That you know, if you truly are willing to walk with God to bring about a change to His world, you know, we we think we need all of this infrastructure around to bring about that change to systemic change. <laughs> but God didn't do that. And, and so I, I, I think it gives me great hope that even if I'm a nobody with nothing, God showed that you can bring about this eternal and wonderful change to the individuals, then leading to global change. And so I think it gives me great hope.
1: And you know, uh, to truly appreciate what it means that, God became man as a baby in a in a poor home in a village with nothing to truly appreciate that uh, see he he did that so that every person in the world could identify with him mm. right and in order to appreciate and identify with him, every person needs to be honest and say that I am a nobody i am trying to put on an appearance but mm what am I really trying to do? Um, I am a nobody. And so when we acknowledge that we are a nobody, we are at the end of our rope, and that's when we identify with this God who became man as a nobody. Uh, If if we think of ourselves as uh, we have it all, um, I think we would be deceiving ourselves. First and foremost, we can deceive other people, but uh, we need to be confront our own insecurities our anxieties our uh, efforts at finding identity and belonging Uh, that's when we truly appreciate god becoming man as a as a nobody
0: no i i I love what you said there Um, also the fact that anybody in this world can identify with him and and live like he lived is you know he's in some sense the bar of meeting his goodness is so high but the bar of entry to make that journey is so low right both from a yes. you know a human standpoint and what you need to have standpoint you don't need anything because he was born out of born into nothingness Yes. So kind of signifying the 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 low bar of entry into this wonderful journey. And on the flip side, in terms of the bar of you know, entry for qualification of goodness is impossible to achieve. <laughs> yes. So you made yes. the impossible plausible, but we need, as you said, the right level of humility to say, I cannot do this. I cannot like prop myself up or hang on to things that I have accumulated or that has been given to me by my whatever family that I can then now qualify, right? And that is why um,
1: the coming yeah. of Christ and uh, this opportunity for healing from our souls, um, this is a message not just for Christians, but it's for oh, nice. everyone who acknowledges his or her uh, poverty or inadequacy that which is practically everyone so it's it's a message for every person in the world uh, yeah, yeah just just be just be honest with yourself and the megaphone is still calling out even today uh, come to me jesus <laughs> christ said right come to me all you who are tired and heavy laden and i will give you rest um, why do you uh, spend all your money come to me i will give you things for uh, i will give you rest for your souls Um, why do you spend on things that don't satisfy why do you carry uh, a bucket that is leaking come to me and i will fill your soul and from that fullness will flow living water and life-giving water that will satisfy others and when we are uh, satisfied and when we are content and when we find that settledness that belonging for our souls uh, when we are found we stop banging on unwanted doors and that's when we can truly um, be a blessing to others again from an outflow of what we have See, you can't give what you don't have but when you have something uh, it, it and it's flowing out it just spills out so that's the kind of uh, okay in uh, the change inside out, one at a time change that God is bringing in the world and the systems will follow.
0: Yeah. And, you know, if there's been a year of restlessness, (laughs) I don't think there's been a better better year to kind of illustrate the restlessness of man. Yes. And uh, whether it's personal restlessness or familial restlessness or... Country level, nation, whatever unit that we have configured for ourselves or that exists truly, I think we've we've experienced that restlessness as a as a I think human race, and uh, this is a season of rest and peace, peace that uh, you know Jesus is willing to give to ones that are willing and humble, as you said, willing to say. You know, I want to lay down all that. I think I have tried to accumulate to get this rest. And that rest comes in this little baby that was born. And, and Jesus who kind of died on the cross and rose again, right? From the dead. He came to die and to rise again. And that was the purpose to which he came to.
1: Right. All awesome. the more why we need this message this year.
0: Yeah you bet you bet that we need this message you know i was looking at a at a verse as i was preparing for this um i I sent it to you it's from isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 i love this verse and and i think it's got the elements that we discussed now that i think about it for it says um it's isaiah the book of isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 to 7 this is in the old testament it says for to us a child is born The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. So if you think of the elements that we discussed, right, whether it's the counsel that we need, uh, you know, we've seen that we are not as mighty as we think we are <laughs> in this season. Yes. When the you know, when the virus hit a pause, we have absolutely no control over our lives and our living. It's been proven to us this year. We need something more everlasting because there's this restlessness and you know if there was one year or one season where we needed peace this is the season um but we're still yanking and dying towards getting a vaccine which we think will give us peace but that's temporal right yes. from this disease or this pandemic what about after that but christ you know with justice and righteousness uh he will so you see even that about-
1: verse takes takes care of the uh fixing at the systemic level exactly like he says With righteousness and justice, he will rule. So uh, his his work is micro and macro. Yes.
0: Yeah. Exactly. You know, he brings about the micro level change, which has such a cascading effect, because the systems, as you said, are configured by human beings, and the units, as we call it, are all defined. They don't exist, but they exist because man has had the creative power of defining it. Right. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much, Shabilash. It's been wonderful. It just opened my eyes to certain things that I never really observed around, you know, the standard and the standard for entry and standard of, uh, you know, uh, goodness. So that was kind of a new uh, thought that uh, I I got. But thank you for your time. Thank you for sparing this time. Hopefully, uh, you know, one or two of our listeners, you know, I, I, I keep really low levels of expectation even if it encourages one person uh, i'd be happy you know with these conversations i, I think they have uh, you know even our dry runs have really helped some of people to ca- just be encouraged i think let this be an encouragement for people as they listen so thank you yes. so much
1: um but yes i want to remind you again that this message of jesus christ is for the entire world it's it's a global message and um amen to that yeah, uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's scope of change and transformation is for the whole world. And uh, yeah, pleasure talking to you. Have a great yeah Advent season and Merry Christmas, John.
0: Yeah, Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year to you and to anybody who is listening to this. Thank you so much. Thank you, my friend, for sparing time to listen to the episodes on Advent. Hope it gave you some food for thought. And we sincerely wish that it sparked hope in you this season, in this challenging year. If you want to leave a comment or feedback, you can do that in the platform you are listening this podcast on, or our website, which is sharethewell.community. I want to repeat that for you, sharethewell.community. Here's wishing you a wonderful season, a season of hope this Advent. God bless you and your family.